live via Skype is the DB&J Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Turnbuckle Jim, and with me, the Joey Mercury to my Jamie Noble. <laughs> uh, fast count, Brian. And, and the, the, the exception to that, my, both my eyes still work. Ah, uh, well, go you. That's that's great. I, I, did, you, did you remember that? Do you remember when Mercury like took that shot to the face with the ladder and like his eyes popped out? Uh, no, but now I gotta go back and watch that. It was, uh, I think it was 2000, like, December of 2006, like, Armageddon, I want to say. It was, like, it was a tag match with Eminem, and I think it was, like, the Hardys or, like, it was, like, a fatal four-way tag team match, and I just got knocked out. Oh, no. Thanks for grossing me out there. Anyway, folks, we got a pretty full show for you. We're going to give our thoughts on Monday Night Raw from this past week, then dive into our predictions for Summer Survivor Slam Survivor Series. Too many S's in the pay-per-view name. Um, and then do our retrospective pay-per-view this year, uh, this week, uh, Survivor Series 1990, uh, my choice. And then we're going to do our Fantasy Survivor Series match. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one, because I'm, I'm thinking it'll be interesting how it, how it plays out for the fans at home. Yeah, well, this is going to be our, our Gookerless edition uh, Survivor Series 1990, um, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Let's go ahead and get started. Yeah, let's um, So i got to admit that this is actually like the first Raw I skipped the ending to, um, first because, because I'm freaking tired <laughs> from you know going to work and now have, making a paycheck every week, um, so I pretty much saw like Bella versus Bella match and just so you know what I'll, I'll catch up on it tomorrow um, went back and saw the ending to it I like the ending um, it's still cool because they, they keep on throwing in some new surprises with like uh, Eric Rowan joining John Cena's team I mean, what the hell yeah did not see that coming at all mm. well the circumstances around him joining were a little weird yeah he's a I mean honestly like he was going for kind of like a rapist uh, kind of gimmick there for well tonight and last few weeks so it's been a little bit bizarre I mean hey, I guess the, I guess being a rapist is cool if you're a good guy now right I guess so if you're in a horror film and you're the bad guy anyway then let's talk about rape the best um <laughs> Rest in peace, Katie <laughs> <laughs> uh, But overall, I like the Raw of what I saw. The I think the wrestling was pretty good. New Intercontinental Champion. I mean, who would have thought like, Luke Harper um, was the first one in that group to win a belt out of him and Bray Wyatt and uh, Eric Rowan? Uh, I didn't expect that coming. Man, uh, again... It's just like with Rusev. You just hot shot the belt up, building up a feud, you know? Yeah. Well, that is true. But, again, didn't expect him to win it. I can imagine that there's going to be a feud afterwards, probably, to get the belt back, maybe. So, I think a Ziggler, uh, Harper feud would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, it'll be cool, just as long as Harper keeps the belt. Because the, the way he won, with you know everybody and their mother interfering like kind of cheapens the win yeah it does really cheapen the win um doesn't help him out too much except you know saying he's the intercontinental champion which is just kind of weird uh <laughs> considering he dresses like a freaking um what's the word I'm looking for here uh, like a dirty mechanic yeah he dresses like a dirty mechanic um and mm -hmm. rusts like a dirty mechanic too so now is, is Sheamus legitimately hurt like why take him out of the match for Rowan? I don't know. Um, maybe they're trying to give him more of a uh, push, um, but that's a good question. I can't. I don't have an answer for you. I don't think he's hurt. I haven't heard anything about him being hurt. But no, uh, Kate Bay Perp and, and, and real no, are two different things. No, the, the one that's disappointing about it is like I still think they all should be together as a group because Bray just. I just he just doesn't look the same without the other two. Yeah, he looks kind of um, alone by himself there. Doesn't doesn't share the same uh, uh, threatening presence he had with those two guys. But I think they were so talented that you really can't hold them back by being in a rewatch shadow forever. I wish well, they changed up the gimmicks a bit, though. Well, the thing is, is like... <sighs> Okay, so normally when you break up a, a, a faction, you know, the faction feuds or something leads up to it, they just split, like, immediately, for, and there's no explanation or buildup whatsoever. Yeah, it just kind of ended. That was a bit bizarre. Um, it's kind so of the whole, like, freedom and everything. Hmm? Saying that he freed him and everything. So I thought that was a bit... Um, 
it was really quick, actually, and it, yeah, you really kind of wish they would do some kind of feuds to highlight them, but then again, feuds are good, and sometimes feuds are bad for when it comes to breaking up a stable, and I think a feud would have not really helped anybody out. Well, uh, it's like... I don't know. It's sort of like when yeah, you're pretty much right. Because when Evolution split, Orton got buried, and when Legacy split, DiBiase and Rhodes got buried. So I don't know. But okay, answer me this: Do you care about Bray Wyatt right now? Because I just, it's just they're trying, but it just seems like after his being jobbed out to Cena, he lost a hell of a lot of momentum. Yeah, losing to Cena twice uh, in three matches like really killed out his momentum. He. Yeah, he just stopped looking as dangerous. Is not as, um, as scary and fascinating. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, what can really bring him back except maybe at some point turn him face for some reason. But yeah, he he when he came out and first debuted, he was he was freaking like creepy and scary, and he's lost a lot of that. Well, I mean, how much of that is due to the burying, and how much of that is due to just if you're not in the main event, you're you're really not in the focus of uh, the show. Uh, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Um, I think it's mostly the the burying. I would like to remind. Um, so I, I don't think they did him any favors. Um, so it's hard to say. He's gonna he, if he turns face, if he turns into a good guy, he's gonna feud with Harper over the belt because he's like, you left me, you got, you did this, and you didn't bring it back to the family or something, you know. Well, we'll see what they do with him. I really kind of feel that they wanted to distance those guys at this point. Um, you know, so we forgot to mention that Raw was in was in Roanoke. It know? was in Roanoke, uh, my college uh, town. Yeah. My my hometown, the old stomping grounds, you know, home of the commish. <laughs> but, Did it bring uh, you back any special memories? Man, I never went to a raw there. Like, I never considered it a raw town. Like, it, it just never seemed like it was never big enough. Like Richmond would get raw, like Norfolk would get raw at DC, but Roanoke would always get Smackdowns. Yeah, this is the first time I ever like, getting a raw like TV like live show like that. Was it the Civic Center? Is where they headed at? Yeah. Okay, which is. I've been there for uh, a Thunder, regrettably. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about, like, you know, like DC, uh, WCW post-mortem era. It was so bad. Um, but pay, pay, that's embarrassing. What was that? Did you pay for the ticket? I think I paid, like, 4 or $5 or something ridiculous like that. It was, it was very, very cheap. It wasn't... Yeah, it, it was definitely not money that I, I really minded losing, I guess I should say. True, um, just not a lottery tickets. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, it's not, it's not the biggest arena, but again, yeah, for, for having a Raw at, it is kind of an odd place. Now, another thing is you, you, you've neglected to mention Grumpy Cat. <sighs> We're not going to talk about Grumpy Cat. <laughs> If anything that Grumpy Cat was good for is that Grumpy Cat pretty much, like, is the only unfiltered, like... Because it's a freaking cat, okay? (laughs) We're talking about a goddamn cat. Uh, And he was, like, so disinterested in what was going on. I think they, like, doped him, so that way he won't be, like, right around the place or something like that. Um, Or what. But he just didn't seem to be into the show at all. So the less said against that about that, the better. Though. Yeah, again, I still would have wanted or- Orton RKO the Grumpy Cat out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. That would have been amazing. So uh, anyway, um, you did you watch Raw? What would you give it in terms of letter grade? Uh, I don't know. Like, there's one other thing I just want to ask you about. I'm sorry to drag this on. There's one other thing I want to ask you about. Do you think there's too much authority? <laughs> Yeah, I think that they really need to kill the authority. Just, just, just get rid of the authority. They're doing it in a big style. They're, they're having a big old match in Survivor Series for all the marbles. So I'm glad that they're probably going to get rid of it. Um, whatever happens in the wake is going to be interesting. Um, we'll, I don't know if they're going to go back to another a big uh, authority figure, like a Teddy Long or McFoley was commissioner for a while. or 
see what they're going to do. Hopefully they don't do like a freaking like, you know, guest host every week because that was retarded and that was one of the reasons I stopped watching in 2009. Well, um, the, the thing is, ever since the Mr. McMahon character, they, they always made it seem like you have to have somebody in charge of the show. You don't. Just wrestle and build storylines. You don't need a figurehead. Well, you know, if you remember back in the day, and this is way back before Mr. McMahon, they had uh, President Jack Tunney. Yeah. You know, just somebody said, like, okay, this is the main event, and this is the reason why. They just need to have somebody in charge just for a storyline. But, yeah, you don't need to have them in, like, every single match or involved in every single feud. It's it's just like – the thing is, the show is three hours. So I get it. They have to, like, fill the time for the advertising dollars. But they just draw out their interviews and their promos, and it's just – Oh, God, it's so boring. Yeah, it is really, really boring. I'll give you that. A, a three-hour show is really hard to do. Like, honestly, and I know they won't do it because they're not making enough money, but just go back to one show. If it's raw, it's three hours. Great. But you don't need six, seven, eight, nine hours of weekly wrestling. It's just killing it. But that's another thing. Yeah. Um, as far as the show itself, I... I don't know. I give it a C. It's It's the same crap every week. Yeah, it does feel kind of repetitive. I'm glad they're they're finally bringing it down. I would actually give it a B minus because there was actually some good wrestling. Um, Ryback had a good match against Cesaro. Um, and uh, I thought that the uh, the Sheamus uh, Big Show match was decent for what it was, um, and the opening match Ziggler uh, versus Luke Harper was good. So I think a B minus. Um, biggest attraction was it. It just feels like yeah, they're just drawing this damn thing out too freaking much. Oh yeah, speaking of that, so okay, so Stephanie comes out and tells Big Show and Sheamus that the winner of their match gets a title shot. Yeah. What's that? Like when? Like because isn't Cena the number one contender? Um, they get a tile shop, I guess. Imagine after John Cena gets hits, but no, they're not. It ended in technically no contest, so they're not going to do it anyway. You know what they should have done? The finger poke doom. <laughs> that would have been the ultimate like f you to the authorities. Just like finger poke, pin, no one gets hurt. Yeah. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, but I wasn't that impressed. Hopefully, Survivor Series will be better. Hopefully, it'll be good because then they're giving up pretty much on free TV. So, let's go with our predictions. Ooh. Um, and, of course, the main event, I'm assuming, be Team Cena versus Team Authority. Um, so, apparently, we have another. Let's, let's just call a few uh, matches, probably what the order will happen. Oh, my uh, God. So, we only have six, uh, actually, five matches announced for it. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, um, so I'm going to go with opening match is probably going to be Goldust and Stardust versus the Uzos, versus Los Matadors, versus the Miz and Damian Mizdow. The Mizs. No, yeah, um, uh, the Mizs win. Ooh, that's a bold prediction. Uh, Any reason why? They're the most over right now, like... No offense to the Usos, but they're kind of—they've jobbed them out. They're kind of done, and they haven't really focused on the on the the Rhodes brothers. So, like, who cares about the Cosmic Key? Like, it's the Miz, the Miz Mizda, or the popular like hot ticket right now. Yeah, I'm gonna go with them too. They're just too damn hot right now not to give them the tag team titles. Um, they'll probably defend for a while, split, and then you know we'll stop caring about them. Um, so apparently we're also gonna have a Divas uh Survivor Series match. Um, which is going to be Team Fox, Alicia Fox, Emma, Naomi, and Natalia versus Team Paige of Paige, Cameron, Layla, and Summer Rae. I had no idea this match was going on. They didn't, they don't, if they build it up, they don't put it on Hulu. This might be something they announced for SmackDown, maybe. I don't know. That's bad. Uh, they, they announced it today at WWE.com, that's why. Yeah, great. A Survivor Series match with no build-up. Woo! Come on, man. Team Page or Team Fox? Oh, man. Hmm. Crap. Page. Ooh, okay. Well, uh, you're going to go with Page. I'm actually going to go with Team Fox because Divas face uh, teams usually win. Well, but they're both... They're both heels. They just—they're just like catfighting each other, aren't they? No, uh, there's some some faces on uh, Team Fox. So I'm thinking that maybe Alicia Fox had a face turn at some point. I don't know. 
Divas come think, on, I turn the channel. I just think Paige, well, not if Paige is on, she's fantastic, but, like, oh, but yeah, no, Paige. if, uh, yeah, we love Paige. No, but, um, she needs the win because imagine she's going to be feuding for the title again. I imagine, well, it could happen. We'll have to see. By the way, do you watch NXT? No. Start watching NXT. Oh, man, like, it's, it's, it's so hard between Raw and SmackDown and It's Man only Bennett. one hour long. It's fine. Oh, jeez. All right, all right. Just, just watch it. Just watch it, man. I'm so behind, though. I don't, I don't uh, it's know. okay. It's, it's wrestling, man. Just just watch it and absorb it, and then, you know, watch it next week. Sami Zayn or something? Sami Zayn is the goddamn future of this company, man. You shut your mouth. <laughs> Speaking of the future of the company, we have our next match, which will be Dean Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt. Mm. Well, I, I, crap. Bray Wyatt. Wyatt, okay. Well, I, it's not like, the, these guys aren't in the main event. There's no real other way to, the, there's no direction for them. So the shoot's going to continue. So the heel needs to win. Otherwise, if Ambrose wins, who cares? Hmm. I'm gonna go with Ambrose. What you think? You think it's a one and done? I think it's one and done. I think Ambrose wins. He gets that push. Um, if they were really smart, which they're probably not, they would honestly go Shield versus Shield versus Shield uh, for the main event at WrestleMania. If they were smart. Well, the reason I think it's gonna continue is because next month's TLC. Ooh, that would be good venue for both of them too. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna go with Ambrose just to be different than you. <laughs> Fair enough. There's no logic behind me. Uh, so next up, we have our championship match, AJ Lee versus Nikki Bella. So <laughs> essentially, we have uh, CM Punk's girl versus John Cena's girl. Yeah. Oh, keep in mind, all the logic I use never works. Um, no, no, wrestling I, logic does not work at all. I am terrible at picking these matches, apparently. No, uh, Nikki Bella. Okay. Uh, any particular reason why you're going for Nikki Bella? Because her sister's going to interfere, and this whole thing's going to be a rouge, and they're actually in cahoots together. Oh, my God, they're in cahoots. Yeah. Um, well, in that case, then, I'm going to go with AJ Lee. Nothing can stop her from being in the I just, I don't know. I, I just get the feeling that this whole thing has just been a big, like, you know, F you to everybody. <laughs> Actually, the WWE has just been one big F you to your bank account. But yeah, but I mean, if if AJ wins, God bless her. I just think the Bellas are just in it together. Mm. All right. Well, we have to our main event then, which is uh, Team Cena of John Cena, Dolph Ziggler, Big Show, Eric Rowan, and Ryback versus Team Authority, <laughs> uh, which is Seth Rollins, Kane, Mark Henry, Rusev, and Luke Harper. Okay. Um... Here, here's how here's how I think we should do this. Bonus point if you could, if you correctly guess the first one eliminated. Okay, let's go with first one eliminated and the last one eliminated if we pick that. That's okay. That is easy. First one is actually is going to be Big Show. Ooh. Yeah. And then I think the last one. Oh. Man, I think it's going to be John Cena. John Cena. So you think Cena team uh, authority's going to win? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's been a longer build-up towards this. Like, I know they, they've been using their authority and their power for so long, but it hasn't been dir- like people directly challenging them. Like, let's, like, like, it hasn't been that way since Daniel Bryan. So, like, I don't feel like... I still feel like it needed a, a, a more of a build-up to it. I just... And if... Again, what's going to happen once the authority's gone? Like, there's so much uncertainty. There is so much uncertainty. But I'll keep you watching TV. So I'm going to go, first one eliminated, Mark Henry. That's a good choice. Yep. And last one eliminated, Seth Rollins. So you think, first off, I'm a little disappointed that neither of us picked Kane. (laughs) He would be my second choice for first one eliminated. So you think Cena's going to win? Um. Well, who, well, who's going to be the one that obviously is Cena going to be the one survivor? No, no. I think I, I really think they're going to. Um, the way it's going to go down. This is the way that I'm calling it. I'm probably totally wrong. Uh, first eliminated, Mark Henry. Yeah. Then John Cena gets eliminated like right after that. 
big shocker. Um, Soul Survivor, I'm probably going to say, I mean, Big Show, I think, is just too big for, for a match. It's going to be, this match is probably going to be at least half an hour long, if not longer. I think probably 45 minutes is an easy estimation for this match. It's going to be epic. Um, but I think that uh, the Soul Survivor is going to be Dolph Ziggler. Mm, no. Like, is there not? If, if he's gonna be the lone survivor, he's not feuding for the Intercontinental title. He's like shooting at him to the main event. Yeah. Well, that can. That, I mean, people are cheering like hell for this guy. So I think if he, he just improves like one or two more of his skills just a little bit. How does Rusev get eliminated? Ooh. Uh, well, there's a lot of good ways of getting rid of the uh, the, the unbeatable heel. Uh, count out. Uh, disqualification. That's the ticket. Like he just locks in the move on Big Show. And yeah, it just doesn't. This just doesn't stop and eliminate him uh, that way. Uh, yeah. Or, um, like, swear to goodness, like big surprise, he actually like gets pinned or submits. Well, that would play into your Dolph Ziggler theory. Ziggler would be freaking huge after that. Like, honestly, like, people would, would cheer him. Like, people would throw their babies at him for doing that. Now, excuse me, sorry. Now, here's a couple things that you, you could realize that everybody on Team Cena, with the exception of Big Show, has the possibility of turning heel. Every one of them. You can see Cena... You know, throwing in the towel and joining the the authority and just turning his back on the guys that supported him. You can see Ziggler, you know, getting tired of getting his ass kicked, and he joins. I mean, you can see Rowan joining back up with Harper. I mean, you can see, God, whoever the other ones are, right? You see Ryback just, you know, being a a who cares because he's so stupid. I hate him. Like, everybody on those teams has the chance to turn heel, and... If, if your prediction holds up, that's great. But if Cena turns heel and joins the authority and gives the win to Seth Rollins, I think that's better. We'll have to see on Sunday. Yeah. And if Cena wins or he's the lone survivor and takes down like three dudes at once, like, um, no. Just stop it. Yeah, we might quit the podcast and start doing like another podcast about like better stuff. Like, yeah. Like, want to do a Marvel movies podcast? Oh, man. Uh, well, there's going to be enough of them coming up, right? God, yeah. There's going to be so many like comic movies. It's ridiculous. Um, my, my 17-year-old self is going nuts right now, but my tw- my 34-year-old self is just like, shut up, dude. Hey, how about the fact that comic books are $5 now? Um, you know, I just don't buy comic books anymore. Well, I do, so, nah. <laughs> That's right, people. I, I, I read comics. Um, is uh, Spider-Man still Doc Occupus? Or no, it's actually... Peter Parker again. Holy crap, they finally went back. Is this for now, like, a woman? Uh, it's a long story. Not worth, you know, I'll, I'll explain another time. Is Captain America black now? He is. And Thor's a woman. Oh, good. Yeah, about the time we moved on. Um, anyway, Survivor Series 1990. Wait, do you have the Vincent man? Like, it's the Hulkamania. <laughs> The well, as we uh, we announce them, such as the first match is the Warriors. I can't do his voice. I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, versus the Perfect Team. Oh man, I I just can't do his voice for some reason. I I I, I thought he could, but I just can't. Uh, but anyway, I guess the Gobbledy Gooker. Man, that's a great show. Yep. Anyway, so ready to do uh, Survivor Series 1990? Yeah, let's go for it. Come to you from Hartford Civic Center, from beautiful Hartford, Connecticut, a place I've fortunately never been. 16,000 on the crowd, um, sandwich between Summer Slam 1990, when the Ultimate Warrior defeated the Ravishing Recruit in a steel cage match, and yeah. the Royal Rumble, when the Ultimate Warrior will lose to good old Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, 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 thanks to the Golden Scepter. Oh, yeah. I can't yeah. do much of any either. There's like no guys I can do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, thankfully, you're, you're not savage because you'd be dead. I know, I would be dead. No. Yes, that's it. But you know what? No. I'd rather have uh, been a dead savage than live a normal person's life. Like Hogan, yes. Yeah. No, um, 
Yeah, yeah, no, would you please describe the, um, the, was the format for the show? Well, the format for this, uh, pay-per-view is actually the only time they've ever done this, and it's really like saying wrestling is fake. So they have pretty much all the heel teams, uh, all the survivors at the end, um, will team up for one last match versus the survivors of all the face teams. So we have the final survivors for both the heel side and the face side for a grand finale match of survival. I should have done, like, Battle Bowl. Uh, what, random teams? Yeah. Oh, that would have been so much cooler if they did, like, or just random teams for Survivor Series and made it, like, one big tournament where, like, the last two guys got to wrestle each other and that person becomes, like, the new, like, king of the ring or something like that. Uh-huh. But th- there is something to be said about making wrestling overcomplicated. Looking at you, TNA. Anyway, ready to get started? Yeah. All right, so... <laughs> And we're not going to mention too much about how everybody in the first match is dead. But anyway, um, so we have the Warriors, the Ultimate Warrior, the Legion of Doom, Hawk, and Animal, and the Texas Tornado. Damn, that's three out of four right there. Oh, this gets even worse. Uh, Defeated the perfect team, Mr. Perfect, Demolition, Axe, Smash, and Crush. Also bringing to the ring, Bobby Heenan and Mr. Fuji. So, I think Heenan and Fuji are still alive. Um, Yeah, they're, they're still going. So... Out of ten people, three are still alive. Yeah, isn't that pretty... Well, I don't know. Smash is still alive. Crush is still alive. Uh, Animal is still alive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Out of actually eight, so it's like, you know, 60... You know, better than three-eighths. Yeah, I said, yeah, um... Yeah, did you watch the promo before the match? Like, uh, yeah, I watched pretty much the entire pay-per-view except for one big exception. Holy big chunk of terrible interview. Like the warriors are the skeletons of the past. Like, who the hell cares? Like, oh my, that's so ranting. But like, the Legion of Doom promos are just screaming, yelling, spitting, ranting. The only person that made sense was freaking Texas Tornado. Yeah, surprisingly enough, he did. Uh, Intercontinental champion at this time, so this match did feature the world and Intercontinental champion. Did you know he re- he was wrestling with a fake foot at the time? I was not aware of that. Yeah, apparently he lost like his foot in some kind of accident. I read on that the trivia thing we had last week. He lost his. Foot. He was riding like a prosthetic foot or something. Jesus. Yeah, um, he was ballsy. Yeah. That's pretty. That is really ballsy. Um, wrestling with a fake foot, looking at you, with Zach McGowan. But then um, again, if your finisher is you put the claw on somebody's head, you're not working that hard. No, that's true. I mean, as far as that goes, like it was, it was pretty entertaining for what it was. Again. It, it, I was such a warrior fan as a kid, but his moves, his move set makes John Cena look like Bret Hart. Yeah, he's got like this simplistic move set, like a buddy move set. Um, but yeah, I like this match overall. That was pretty good. Uh, pretty, um, pretty good energy to it. Nothing too slow. So overall, pretty decent show, uh, show opener. Yeah, I just, you know, it's a shame because like, you know. Mr. Perfect just, like, sold the crap out of everything. <laughs> he looked great. I mean, you punch him and you fly, like, 20 feet. Yes, that's... Which I think is the inspiration for Shawn Michaels and the Hulk Hogan match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so next up, we come to our second match with the million-dollar team of Ted DiBiase, The Undertaker, uh, debuting in this match, by the way. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Rhythm and Blues, Tongue Tongue yeah. Man and Elvis impersonator Greg Valentine, mm-hmm. uh, with Virgil, Jimmy Hart, and Brother Love uh, defeated the dream team of Dusty Rhodes, Coco Beware, and the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart, and Jim the Animal Nightheart. How about that? Everyone in that match is, is alive. Um, yeah, I think Coco Beware is still with us. Uh, Undertaker, Ted Biasi, um, yeah, everybody's still with us. Good. Man, like, I, I didn't expect this match to be the one that you would debut a guy like the Undertaker, just because... I mean, the feud was based around DiBiase and Rhodes, and and then they built up the whole thing about Bret Hart and his brother dying the day before, and he oh, still God. wrestled the pay-per-view, which is freaking insane to me. But like, and the Undertaker just goes out there and just destroys Coco and Neidhart, and then gets disqualified. Yeah, Undertaker's debut was kind of weird to put him in this, but then again, you know, might as well gives people some kind of surprise and it's cool because you know from day one they were um, the announcers were selling him like he was freaking unbeatable so he looked like a million bucks he was a ham hawk according to Piper oh, that was one thing I did not like about his peer review if we may divert for a second um, Roddy Piper just sucks as a commentator yeah. He's not good at all in this. He supports the troops. He did support the troops. Uh, I mean, it was from Canada. Piper. 
I think he's Canadian, isn't he? I thought he was from Scotland. No, he was from Portland. He was from Oregon. I don't know. Where is he, Where is he born? Uh, I got to look this up now. Anyway, so but I, I like this match, though. I thought it was pretty good. Um, definitely a lot of quick eliminations. So the ending with uh, Ted DiBiase versus Bret Hart. Yeah. That, that was actually the best part because they built it up because everyone – I think they filled everyone in about Bret's brother dying. So, like, he got yep. the sympathetic, like, support, and then just DiBiase just, you know, was, like, pulled out the win at the end. It was really good in- – Really good ending to the match. It was really good ending. I thought it was pretty, pretty good. Uh, definitely loved. Uh, Million Dollar Man really was the guy you loved to hate at this point, and he was just so good at it. Well, and one of the things that kind of got me is like I think before the match they hyped up his title match against the Warrior the next night on the main event or something. Yeah. So there was no way he was going to get eliminated in that match and then go fight Warrior for the title the next night. No way. Uh, anyway, so quick a thought. Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper is born was born Canadian, but now lives in Oregon. Oh dang! Well, that helps. That helps. Actually, that helps a lot for later on. Yeah. Well, he definitely supports Canadian troops who had a commitment to Desert Storm. Uh, I support Canadian troops. I definitely support the Canadian troops. You know, the Canadians are probably the most underrated force ever um, in uh, pretty much, you know, modern uh, warfare. You know, they, they definitely brought during World War II, served yeah. during Desert Storm, probably served during the Korean War too. Let me just put it this way. I, when, uh, when I was still at Bright, a lot of the, uh, I had to work with a lot of Canadian soldiers. So let me just say, they have some pretty good-looking female soldiers. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> any women in uniform is, is looking pretty good, actually. Well, no, like, I thought they love America. Americans and because the Canadian guys don't pay attention to them. Keep that in mind. You find a Canadian female soldier, you talk to them. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind every time you meet a Canadian soldier. You will not strike out, I'm just saying. Yeah. <clears throat> so definitely yes, keep that in mind. So, um, Roddy Piper, huh? Yep. Good old Roddy Piper. And so Canadians, <laughs> um, they brought some troops to the Gulf War. I don't know the exact numbers. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, so we have the team of the visionaries. Rick Martel, the warlord, and power and glory. Hercules and Paul Roma, definitely not power or glory, but still. Uh, with the Slickster, defeated the team of the Vipers, Jake Roberts, Jimmy Snuka, and the Rockers, Shawn Michaels, and Marty Jannetty. How about the fact that they had a, a, a just a regular, normal, relaxed promo in the shower? That like, was really creepy. Especially Snuka behind them. like He had that look like if the camera wasn't on, it'd be on. Yeah. But, um... Good God. If any heel team should have made it, it was not these guys. No. Uh, Surprising enough, these guys, actually, uh, the Visionaries all survived to the very end, uh, making them the only team to have more than one survivor, and the team pretty much in, I think, of any Survivor Series who survived uh, completely. But they suck. The Hercules and Roma are terrible. Yeah. They, they're, they're pretty much, well, we'll find out why Team Jobber won here. Uh, but yeah, Jake Roberts, Jimmy Snuka, uh, Jake Roberts, obviously disadvantaged, had like, you know, one... Uh, uh, contact on, so we had the glassy eye. Jimmy snuck up well past his prime. The Rockers, well, you know, you breathe on them sometimes, so you can take them out. Yeah, no, I, I felt like Jacob Roberts got the, the bad end of that deal. Yeah, but still, <laughs> I'm sorry, it wasn't much to speak of in the match because it's a bunch of big stiffs, so it's pretty much just Jake and Martel and Shawn Michaels and Janetti just selling and doing all the hard work. And it was a good yeah. match, but there's just, God, those dudes suck. <laughs> those are the warlords get up with the fan of the opera thing, the stupid W on a wand or something. Yeah, he looked really weird doing it. Um, he looked like a freaking million, and he looked freaking jacked um, doing cool. that. But yeah, for, for a big guy who looks like he can kill you, like, he really got jobbed out quite a bit. Warlord, I think it was a Scott Steiner's Roy, uh, you know, like hero. I was like, I want to look just like Warlord. But, you know, with blonde, piece of blonde hair and a bad goatee and chainmail. Yeah. No, oh, so bad. So bad. Yeah. Uh, speaking of bad, we have our next match. <laughs> uh, and this Your is, favorite. Oh, my goodness. This is pretty bad. Uh, the team of the Hulkamaniacs. Brother. Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Jim Duggan. Hello. Big Boss Man. Yep. Uh, you got nothing for Big Boss Man? Oh, uh, you'll be serving a hard time. There you go. And Tugboat. What, the, what was that thing like? I don't know. Is your hair like, go, okay, go watch Royal Rumble 91 just for his Tugboat's promo. He's like, I, I hope it's me and you at the end, Hogan. He looks like the freaking Tugboat. And like, so bad. Yeah. I, I, I thought Popeye was going to just like pop out and punch him in the face. 
Sorry, yes. Uh, next up, we have an end. Defeated the Natural Disasters, the team of Earthquake, Aku, Dino Bravo, and the Barbarian. Yeah. There's, like, so much power on that one team and just nothing. Yeah. Um... So, I really don't remember anything really special about this match. Um, Hulk Hogan obviously was the sole survivor. Um, lastly, defeating... Oh, God, Dino Bravo? I believe it was the Barbarian, actually. Mm. That was um, yes, he was actually the last one eliminated. Do you remember the big thing with Dino Bravo, how he was actually... Like was supposed to be, like in the record books like bench or benching the most weight in like in his in the world or something. Uh, well, at least he's the Canadians and actually world's strongest man apparently. Yeah, he benched like seven hundred ninety pounds, but it was ridiculous. That guy looked freaking jacked. Yeah, yeah, he also shot himself. Not the point. Let's stay positive. Like, Hogan. I don't know, but like that just seemed like such a too easy of a match for him. Yeah, it just really is just just. He, he was just really funning in at this point, nothing, get, not giving anything special to the crowd or anything like that. Yeah, forgive me, because I'm probably missing this point entirely. Where the hell is Savage? Uh, he was giving a promo afterwards, but yeah, he was kind of absent for this. Maybe he was injured, maybe he just wasn't booked um, well enough. I mean, they pretty much decided maybe at that point that they were going to go ahead and have him versus uh, Warrior at WrestleMania, so they really didn't need to book anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought he would have been perfect for the heel team at the end. But. Oh, yeah, he would have been great um, heel. But, um, yeah, he was kind of transitioning from doing um, uh, a feud with the Dusty Roads to doing a feud with um, uh, Ultimate Warrior at this point. So, anyway, um, yeah. we come to our next match, which is the alliance of Nikolai Volkov, Tito Santana, the Bushwhackers, Luke, and Butch. Defeated the mercenaries, Sergeant Slaughter, Boris Zukov, and the Orient Express, Satu, and Tanaka. I have a huge problem with this. Like, <laughs> considering that they were pushing Slaughter with the whole Desert Storm thing and he got the title shot at the Rumble, there's no way Slaughter should have been eliminated. There's no way Tito Santana should have been at the end. Like, he had no business there. Well, yeah, Tito Santana, I don't know what he was doing at the very end there, but at least he was, uh, you know... Uh, maybe he was like their token minority on Team Survivor face, but yeah, it definitely. I mean, really, this match is actually I think probably the worst of the night because it's just um, Sergeant Slaughter looking really winded and gassy. Um, pretty much eliminated everybody except for Tito Santana, and then Tito Santana getting eliminated at the, or you know, surviving at the end after Sergeant Slaughter gets eliminated via DQ. Ew. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's. It's a not the match I would have booked, um, especially with all the early eliminations. Like they just went through like Zukov and the Orient Express really quick. But I think at this point they're like, we got to move the show. We got to get to the Gobbledygooker. Oh yeah, but no, I I don't know. I feel like we don't really like list a lot of like, the important parts of the match, but there really wasn't any in this one. No, no, we really need to do a better job of keeping better notes of these matches because otherwise, I'm just like forgetting. Like, I saw this match, I liked it. I don't remember why there was no big spots. Maybe at the end. You know what, people? Just go watch them WWE Network for yeah, free. Just watch it for free. We're we're critiquing it because it's easy to do. Yeah, it's fun. Indeed. The main event. The main event. Team face of Hulk Hogan, the Ultimate Warrior, and Tito Santana taking on the much bigger team. Uh, well, bigger by two wrestlers. Uh, actually, by four wrestlers. What am I talking? No, by... by no, just, just by, by, by one more. Two more. Uh, Ted DiBiase, Rick Martel, the Warlord, and Hercules and Paul Roma. Uh, Tito Santana eliminates the Warlord, Jobber. Well, against him Lennon himself, and then uh, Hogan and Warrior proceed to clean face, uh, clean face, clean the ring, and win the match. Yeah, I mean, did anybody expect Roma or Hercules to put any moves on Warrior or Hogan? Like, just, maybe one, should, maybe two. They should have just not even showed. It should have just been DiBiase and just call it a day after two minutes. Yeah, it's well. I think they're trying to give the idea that they're so good they can destroy twenty other people. Yeah, no. yeah, I mean, is this what gave Hogan the idea for the Hogan Savage versus 10 people match? I was thinking about it, Hogan versus Savage versus 10 people. Um, this might give my idea for that. Um, or John Cena and Randy Orton versus all of Raw. Oh yeah, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this is bad. It's not as bad because yeah, they've all wrestled during the night, so they're all winded and everything. So you can realistically see him win. 
And one thing that does irk me about the old Survivor Series is that they would, like, you know, win on really, like, crappy moves. Like, you would body slam a guy, and then you could pin him for three. Yeah. It's like, didn't have to hit your wrong finisher. Well, the whole concept of, like, somebody hitting a finisher and turning around and taking somebody else's finisher immediately and somebody else getting their finisher, and it's just like... <laughs> that was the attitude era for you, where, where pretty much everybody, like, got, like, every single finisher and installed their finishers and then did double finishers, and it was just too much finish. Yeah, that is definitely a okay. Yeah. So, overall, how would you rate this pay-per-view? Uh, I'd give it a G for the gobbledygooker. Oh, God, we're not talking about them. Not oh, exist. Why not? You know, Mean Gene got in the ring, they danced and did the chicken dance or whatever, and... Uh, <laughs> come on, you can't you can't not mention one of the top two worst moments in wrestling history. Yeah, that, that was pretty bad, actually. The gobbledygooker was an egg, which showed up in earlier WCWF shows, um, and they got promoted, like, hey, he was going to make his debut at this... Uh, pay-per-view let's see what happens and turns out it was a steaming pile of nothing it now, was what I, really bad what i want is like gobbledy gooker show up at survivor series this year and just get destroyed <laughs> gobbledy gooker he should just showed up on the end of rods like part of team cena just like showed up like shrugged his shoulders and just ran away no like, he, he, like, he should have gotten curb stomped by uh seth rollins or something mm. But man, like, yeah, he should show up every year, just like Pete Rose showed up to get, you know, choked on by Kane every year. Yeah, well, I mean, originally it's it's a terrible idea, it's dumb, but you can look at it and say, you know, it wasn't really like no harm, no foul, except we were kind of expecting something cool. Um, even as like a 10 year old, I hated that uh, stupid yeah. godly gooker. It was hilarious for the fact that Piper just could not stop laughing. <sighs> yeah, I miss uh, Mean Gene and Gromon soon. But, I mean, gee, I mean, uh, freaking. Uh, but, but riddle me this, sir. Yeah. Is it worse than Shockmaster? Yeah, it was actually worse than Shockmaster, only because it was intentional and not accidental. Oh, so you know, you knew about like the board they got put there, they tripped on, and yeah. Yeah, that was a big sad tour right there. But yeah, um, so next week. Next week, um, I think we're going to go back to, uh, to finishing up the old uh, Attitude Era. Oh. No, dang. But do you want to do another pay-per-view? I uh, thought it was uh, Yeah, I don't know, but it'll already be past that point, won't it? Um, no, I think we have one more pay-per-view in us. Uh, do you want to do a Survivor Series of a neutral? Well, I was I was thinking there was there was one in in particular that I was really interested in. Uh, ninety six. Debut of uh, Rocky Maivia. Yeah. Oh. The Shawn Michaels Sid, where uh, was it? His his mint manager has the heart attack, um, and then what? Brett returns to fight Stone Cold. Yeah, um, that might be worth watching. Um, if it's gonna be bad, I'll hit you. Um, uh, parts of it because the uh, Barry Wyndham comes out as the stalker. Um, That's not cool now. Um, but yeah, all right, I'll I'll bite. We'll go ahead and watch it. But again, if I if I don't like it, I'll hit you. Fair enough. But anyway, at the end of the day, what would you give this pay-per-view? Uh, B. Just a B minus. Yeah, I give it a B. Um, there was really nothing memorable about it, but it was just kind of cool seeing all those different teams, especially the classic, uh, you know, uh, late Hulkamania era uh, wrestlers. And everybody had <laughs> was really colorful, I think, at this point. So I, I think at least that point, like, you're not going to say, like, who is this guy? Like, you obviously know, you know, who the freaking Orient Express is. So... Well, it, it, the, the important thing to take away from all this is that The Undertaker debuted here. Yeah, that is, that is definitely very memorable. Uh, the Undertaker did debut. Um, and I would say still going strong, but uh, this year, I don't, I don't I haven't seen him in a while. No, he still, he still has his bell rung by Lesnar. True that. All right, so ready to do our uh, final Survivor Series fantasy match. Sure. All right. Um, I say flip a coin, um, and we'll just go by the honor system. Uh, winner chooses whether or not to go first in the actual match or uh, draft first. Yeah. All right. So um, I'll flip a coin. We'll go by the honor system. Call it heads or tails. Okay. All right. What are you going to call it, heads or tails? Uh, heads. Heads? Okay. As it is, you choose. I'm deferring to the second half. <laughs> All right. Smart move there. Um, okay, so I will go first with my pick. Mm. All right, so pick number one. 
Uh, obviously, every team needs a captain. Somebody yeah. can hold everybody together. Um, a leader of sorts. And I can pick no better man who than this. He has been a multiple, uh, I think double digits at this point, world champion. Yeah. Um, he has led multiple factions um, as pretty much their, their team leader at, over various decades. Mm-hmm. So my pick for captain is going to be Triple H. Uh, okay. That's a good choice. Um, By the way, I am going for Team Heal, a.k.a. Team Bad Guy here. So I'm going to go with Triple H, probably circa around the year 2000 or so. All right. Well, that's actually really good. Um, I guess I have to go off faces then. That's it's easy enough. Yes, you'll have to. Uh, well, then I'll, I will go Team Captain. And I'm going to go Bret Hart. Ooh, interesting choice. But I'm going to go 97, because even though he was a heel, he was still he was still the man in Canada, and the Hart Foundation was crazy over. Wow. Okay, then. So, Bret Hart. Okay. Yes. Well, for my next pick, I'm actually going to go from the anchor of my team, somebody who can take lots of shots, who can give it out more than he can give. <laughs> get it or be given uh, anyway a, a person so strong he doesn't have to yet to cheat uh, to win the match he's just going to beat the crap out of you because he has no mercy and oh. wait for a response here apparently I'm not getting any so oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay so no mercy uh, God, I, keep, I keep thinking Taz but no I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar Oh, God, survive. I got tasked to survive if I let you. But no, Lesnar's a good choice, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm actually going to go with uh, Brock Lesnar circa 2014, too. Jesus. So that Paul. way we'll have uh, Paul Heyman in my corner. You're stacking the goddamn deck on me. I am. But then my next three choices are going to be really blow your mind. Yeah. Well, as long as it's not buff bag, well, we're straight. <laughs> oh. I mean, or Judy Bagwell, for that matter. Oh, let's go. Um, so I'm going to keep my Canadian theme intact. I'm going with, uh, with Owen Hart. Ooh. And this is, uh, I want to say it's 94 when he, was, he did the King of the Ring and he feuded with Brett over the title. Was he a face then? or was he No, he was, he, was, he was a heel, like big time heel. Like him yeah. and uh, Nightheart. Nightheart returned to like screw over Brett to give Owen the title. Yeah. Yeah, so Owen Hart. Owen Hart. Okay, wow, that's interesting. Um, hmm. that, that makes me actually rethink my draft picks. But I'm going to go with my uh, team enforcer, the person who's going to be the, the drill sergeant of my team, keep everybody in line, and will do anything to cheat to win at this match. I'm going to go with Arn Anderson. Really? I mean, you don't think about it as an individual wrestler. He's he's okay, but put him part of a team, and he will make that team win no matter what. I thought you were going for Chief. Why don't you go Eddie Guerrero with this? You know, Arn Anderson is the uh, is probably the most underrated guy. Ever. He is usually so underrated. He he is the butt of Daniel Tosh's jokes now, but uh, if you ever watch Tosh Point, like he just rides Arn Anderson any chance he gets. Hmm. It's pretty funny, but um. That's a good choice, sir. Um, so I'm gonna go with with my next choice, and you open this up for me, so I'm gonna use it. Uh, Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper. Wow. Go with yeah, you I'm going with the Canadian theme, and Piper's my guy. Any particular Piper? I mean, he was only. Well, I, I kind I want the Piper like from. Like WrestleMania one or two, or from like the junkyard or like the chain match he had with uh, Greg Valentine at Starcade. Okay. Yeah, like not not the one that fought Hogan and the oh, I'm the icon. Like, oh, no. <laughs> God, that was so bad. Yeah, no. no, gosh, no. Or I mean, I could use the one from you know, I could use announcer Piper. <laughs> He's only a heel in my book. Um, all right, so then I will go with uh, my team um, technician, a.k.a. the face of the team, if I will, the model Rick Martel. What? Yep, incredibly <laughs> underrated. However, still part of the glue that will hold the team together. Uh, oh, man. I'm, I'm following. Go ahead, sir. Okay. But, uh, yeah, also um, really underrated, too, as a wrestler. Oh, I still think Jake was a better heel than Martel. Like when he did his whole trust me thing, and eh. 
But Ron, yeah. Jake was probably a better heel, I think, uh, just being a straight-up bad guy, but you really can't see him being part of the team, just kind of being the leader of the team. Fair enough. All right, so my next one is is Edge. Oh, I should have picked him just to piss you off. Yeah, well, it would have been sense he was a good bad guy, but um, yeah, no, I'll pick him. And as far as like a time frame goes, like when he came back from his injury in 2010, he was a good guy for quite a bit. So I'll use the Royal Rumble winning Edge. Okay then. Well, then my penalty pick just to piss you off. No. I'm gonna go with Christian. Really? Yep. That's actually not gonna. Wow! Wow! Damn it! That is gonna piss me off. But I'm more mad at myself because I would have picked him instead of Piper. Um, is that the only reason you picked him? Um, yeah, because Team Heal, man. We we gotta cheat to win. Yeah, and you need a guy that will start crying in the ring when he loses. It's He's also my Team Wild Card too. I just kind of picked him to see what kind of crazy shit he would do. Yeah. Well, then that makes my last pick easier. Uh, Chris Jericho. Ooh. Yeah. are going with all Canadians, sir. That's yeah. crazy. Hey, you hoser. <laughs> you hoser. <laughs> you hoser. Oh, you can't play hockey anymore, can you? Um, no. All right. So the format for this is going to be really stupid. Um, it's just going to be, I guess, us kind of narrating what's going to happen in the match. Um, so you go first, then I'll go for one fall, and then you go for another fall. And, I, you know, I'm going to have fun with this. I'm not going to go with, like, say, like, my guy beats your guy or, you know, my, your guy, like, suddenly explodes or something like that. We'll just go with – let's just have fun with it, okay? Well, uh, one of the things that I'm a little surprised about – not really. I mean, it's the fact that you used a heel team. If John Cena had turned heel, he might have been picked. Uh, he was already here when he first debuted, so... Well, yeah, but... Yeah, no one... No, the rapper Cena doesn't matter. Yeah, the rapper Cena. Oh, I love rapper Cena, man. Come on. That's such that's garbage. No, um... So who starts? Um, I believe we'll pick our two starting guys, and then you'll narrate from there. Ah, oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Let's see. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get completely reamed on this one. But you got. I'm. I'm gonna put in. I'm gonna put Owen in. Owen. Yeah, you gotta start with like the smallest technical wrestler guy. All right. Well, I'm gonna go with uh, Rick Martel. Really? Yeah. I, I, see, I thought you were gonna go Lesnar and just pound my dude in the submission. <laughs> you think I would? But no. Go. Go ahead. How, how would that the play out? Oh God. Um. Well, it's tough because. It's because like Martel is just like he's actually a really good wrestler, so it's not one of those. He was the, he was he wasn't the heel that would just like use dirty tactics or something. Plus, it's too early in the match for him to use his uh, arrogance cologne on somebody. So I mean, if anything, they just like they just do one of those things where like you know you you wrestle and then you know you do a whole bunch of chain moves in a row and then you come up in a stalemate and everyone cheers their head off. Yeah, That's, I can see that happening. That's how I think it. I don't. I don't think there's a pinfall just yet. Okay then. So you gonna tag out? Sure. Um, but okay. So here's the thing. Like, so if we got these five guys, do these five guys have a feud with the other five guys? Like, does Lesnar say like, "I hate Chris Jericho" or something like that? Um. Yeah. Let's just go with that. These guys hate each other. Well, let's see. So you know, Owen tags in Brett, and then Brett's like. I want a piece of Triple H. Ooh, all right then. So Triple H uh, tags in uh, to the match. Uh, I guess we'll we'll tag it off here. Uh, Triple H and Brett actually start brawling for quite a bit. Um, Obviously, everything's become very personal with them between, you know, Montreal Screwjobs and and other um, comments about uh, Brett's mother. Um, To the point... Excuse me. Um, Triple H actually says something so in, uh, insensitive to Brett. Not only is Brett pissed, but Owen is pissed too. Owen comes into the ring and proceeds to, to wail on Triple H, getting himself disqualified when he would not go back to his corner. Man. Down to five to four, huh? Yep. Um, now, let me ask something here. Is... Uh he said early 2000 Triple H. Yeah. So is Stephanie with him as well? That yes, she is. Stephanie is. Ringside. 
Hmm. So you said managers are allowed at ringside? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that, that actually works out because... Well, okay, how about this then? How about Owen goes over to confront Stephanie and just gets slapped in the face? Ooh, uh, that sucks. Just egg it on. Just just job Owen like they did when, you know, Triple H fought him in 98. Yep. Yeah, so, okay, so I'm down one. All right, so... Brett's still in the ring, so I mean, is, is Triple H still in the ring? Or yeah, they're still in the ring. They must want to tag out. Mm, well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tag out Brett for uh, for Jericho. For Jericho? Yeah, I mean, Jericho and Triple H have enough of a pass together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so at this point, they're... Uh, okay, so you want to... Yeah, I mean, if anything, if we're going that route... You know, Jericho could pull a piece out of the rocks playbook and just goes and grabs the microphone. He's like, Triple H, before I wrestle you, I I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't remind you that you're married to a bottom-feeding trash bag hoe. You know, or uh, or something along those lines. And, oh, God. I see, I, I keep thinking about You remember when they had the tag match and Triple H tore his quad? Yeah, yeah. Had walls and all that? I'm not saying that could happen again, but... <laughs> Spontaneous injury. No, I mean honestly, like honestly, like this is like the best part of the match. Cause I think like these guys just go in there, just tear into each other. They absolutely hate each other. I, I would think there'd be. It's just more like a technical wrestling show going on, with, like the you know the high knees and the spine busters and the you know freaking oh uh, god, what what the lion salt that Jericho does. But I don't, I don't think. I don't think we. I get a pinfall just yet because I think Lesnar comes in and breaks it up. Okay, so Lesnar is uh, breaks up the, the tag. Um, Triple H tags in Lesnar. And there you go. It's on you. <laughs> Lesnar proceeds to treat Chris Jericho like a rag dog. Rag dog. Rag doll. Uh, yeah. Rag dog sounds even better, though. It's a road dog. Right? Road dog! He treats him like a road dog. Um, completely destroying Jericho, knocking him out with it, with an F5, uh, pinning him for the second pinfall. <laughs> Man, all right. Um... Man, if we're gonna pull some of this magic, I, I I gotta get I gotta get a win, man. But um, I think Piper comes in at this point. Oh, Piper comes in. All right, so Brock Lesnar tags in. Um, actually, Arn Anderson. I forgot about him, man. Um, I don't know. Like, I think Piper pulls some of those dirty tricks, you know, like a, a thumb to the eyes or you know a little blow with the referee distracted. Some Ric Flair stuff on Arn Anderson like that. All right. And, you know, you know what's funny? Both those guys have the same finishing move, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Arn Anderson had... Oh, crap, what did he use? He used his Spinebuster. I thought it was his finisher, though. Yeah, Spinebuster was his finisher. Yeah, I swear, I thought, I thought he put, like, put Hogan to sleep with a sleeper hold or something. Um, I'm pretty sure that Arn Anderson never used a sleeper hold in his life. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know. I can, like, you know, see if he's on Twitter right now, see if I can ask him, do you ever use Super Bowl? No, but, but basically, the only thing I, I see happening with that is, uh, I mean, as far as Piper goes, you know, Arn Anderson, like, tries to try to tries to do something dirty, let's say, like, let's, like a lead pipe or something. Okay. So, Arn Anderson tries to use the lead pipe, Piper, you know, with a referee distracted, takes the pipe from Arn, hits him over the head, knocks him out, and there's the first pinfall. Oh, no! Arn Anderson eliminated from Team Heal. All right. Well, Arn is going to tag in... Well, the end comes in Christian. Oh, Lordy. Um... Okay, well, that's, well, go ahead. That's on you, isn't it? All right, so Christian versus, uh, at this point, is Roddy Piper? Yes, yes, yes. Um, they just pretty much proceed, uh, proceed to do a whole series of uh, uh, brawls, rest holds, more brawling, more rest holding, lots of, like, uh, eyes to the face, a lot of low blows, uh, pretty much back and forth until uh, Edge is tagged in. There you go. That's nice. Uh, I mean, I guess at that point, it's more of just, you know, the crowd's going nuts, you know, and then, but Edge is like his first time in the match, so I think what he does is he just runs over to the other corner and knocks Lesnar and Triple H off the apron. Christian tries to, like, do a, uh, 
a surprise roll-up pin. Edge kicks out. Like, Christian turns around, and then when he turns back around, Edge spears the crap out of him. Wow. And then pins him. And then Christian cries. <laughs> Poor Christian. Well, pissed off is Brock Lesnar. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Um, he's coming. He's coming right now. He's coming in. He's um, he's pretty pissed off. Um, whoever Edge tags in, Brody Piper. That's that's right. That's right. Piper stands for about maybe a minute or so before Brock Lesnar just does another F5 to him and pins him. No, that's fine. Um, but then, God. Okay, so it's three to two now. Uh, I got Brett and Edge, and you've got Lesnar, Triple H, and Rick Martel. I don't know how Rick Martel's still in the match. Just tag him in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so he's tagged in. Man, I think Brett, Brett has to come back in. Um, and, I mean, and, and it, it's it's tough because, you know, like, Against like you know again with like the referee distracted with Stephanie like like he, somebody tries to hand uh, arrogance to Martel, and then you know again like Brett does a drop toe hold and like knocks Martel into the thing of fragrance the the arrogance gets in Martel's eyes, and then Brett puts him in the sharpshooter so like he's trying to like get get his like get the stuff out of his out of his eyes and meanwhile he's in the sharpshooter he's in a crap load of pain. And then he taps out just so he can go get his eyes checked. Ooh. Yeah. Well, in comes in Breck, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Again? Man. Brock Lesnar. Just chilling. Yeah, he's just chilling in the corner right there. So in comes Brock Lesnar. So yeah. he's pretty pissed off. And you said Brett was in the match right in the ring right now? Yeah, yeah, Brett, Brett. Yeah. All right, so it's him versus Brett. Brett actually holds his own for quite a while. Um, nice. Quite a bit of submission moves. Um... A lot of uh, different, uh, you know, Brock Lesnar tries to stretch him out, tries to, to get him to submit to his own uh, forte. When uh, in runs in, Roddy Piper. What? Yeah, with the referee distracted, Roddy Piper hits Brock Lesnar with a with a chair, um, causing uh, Bret Hart to get the roll-up in for the one, two, three. I thought you were going to get Bret disqualified. Nope. Brock Lesnar is out. So, just so we can be clear, the monster Lesnar gets taken out by a chair shot by Piper. Um, actually, five chair shots. Let's go with that. I just want to, because, you know, I want to make Lesnar look good here. <laughs> uh, but damn, because this is not going to go, this is not going to be pleasant now, because it's down to two to one, and it's Brad and Edge against Triple H. So Triple H comes in and he's all like, what's scared out of his mind? Yeah, Triple H has been intimidated, so he starts uh, kicking uh, Bret Hart repeatedly. Oh, God. But, um, see, I'm, I'm going to leave this to you because you're down to your one guy, so it, it's on you, like, whether he, he stays in or not. All right, so it's Triple H versus uh, Bret Hart. Um, again, they start brawling. It's pretty ugly. Um, blood is spilled in the ring. Oh, my goodness, both of them are bladed. Um, Triple H finally gets a pedigree on Bret Hart. Bret Hart hits out against two. Uh, he hits another pedigree. Bret Hart kicks again out on, on uh, two. Ooh, I know how this. I know how this should end. All right, you know narrate then. All right. Um, so Bret gets Triple H in the sharpshooter, right? Right. So Triple H is struggling. You know, referees over there. Stephanie gets on on the apron, strikes the ref. Shawn Michaels comes in and super kicks Bret in the face. Ooh. Ugh. And then Triple H puts Brett in the sharpshooter, and then the referee calls for the bell because Brett's unconscious. Yep. Yeah. No. So we have Triple H versus Edge. Oh, jeez. Um. <laughs> this is so bad. Cause, oh, man. Because, like, you know, HBK got kicked out of the arena, so Triple H is already pissed about that. And I'm assuming the referee is, is kicking Stephanie out because of the constant interference that she's provided in the match. Obviously. So Triple H is just left to his own devices. And I, I would like to think a, a cool way to end this would have been like, you know, as soon as Brett, they, they call for the bell and with Brett unconscious in the sharpshooter, Edge would have already been in the ring. Spearing Triple H, like before he got out of releasing the sharpshooter. However, I don't know if that is a suitable 
suitable way to end such a match. Mm. I mean, I'm not trying to give Edge a complete win, like, but I don't see how it's tough. Like, I don't know where this would go for either guy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess at the end of the day, uh, Edge Spears, uh, Triple H, um, giving himself the, the win, and, and Team Canada, Team Face, or whatever you want to call yourself, are the winners. Yeah, and we're, uh, we'll called Blame Canada. Blame Canada. <laughs> yeah. And, but then, but then, I guess it, this would have made sense. We'll, we'll just say this event was in, uh, Montreal. Yeah, let's just put it back in Montreal. The Montreal Redeemed Redemption uh, match. Sure. Uh, so anyway, that, um, that went okay. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't trying to blatantly put Edge over like that. It's just like, it's tough because, again, when it's down to him and Triple H, I mean, Triple H, by all rights, beat faces cleanly during his hot heel run. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, he looked great. But I don't know. I mean, everybody looked terrible, though. Um, so we have a top ten list for next week, top five list for next week. Um, let's we see. really got to start doing our top uh, five of, uh, of the uh, year pretty soon. That, that's more like December stuff. Yeah, it is December stuff, but we're coming really close to it. So, uh, I think you know if, if December's supposed to be you know warm, fuzzy, positive stuff, we should just be just unleash all the anger in the all next. All right, one just, last. Um, top five, like, top five things you hated about 2014. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. Just unleash the hate. Yeah, I'm going to be yelling. That's just going to happen. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, a good, good show, good show. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, well, for the DB&J Wrestling Podcast, I'm Turnbuckle Jim. Fast Count Brian. All right, folks, we'll see you next week. Yep, 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 yep.